surprised this is Neil Green. But you should be scared because it is the truth. Look at this twist and bear. Every time I do it makes me despair. Ooh. Thank you. We watched Twisted Pear. We did. Welcome um, to 69 Cent Special. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm TJ Cole. And this is the last night of... Halloween. <laughs> With the bats. Yeah, the bats. And I cannot believe you committed suicide. <laughs> I cannot believe you committed suicide. Who am I? <laughs> what am I? Uh, oh, yeah. I got to find the... Anyway, so we watched Twisted Pear. Um, the newest... The of latest of the Breens. Um, okay. Yes. Is that is Twisted Pear more incomprehensible than Past Thrill? Uh, it's close. It's definitely fucking hard to parse, right? I think uh, also uh, the uh, Wikipedia... Oh. Oh? Never mind. Uh, is did there you, a plot summary here? Did you lie to me? There is. Hell yes, oh, brother. Oh, it is a decent chunk of a plot summary, too. Anyway. Good. So. Oh, um, like, okay, so that means it, it's definitely not as incomprehensible as Pass Through, because Pass Through didn't have dick. Pass Through had dick, diddly and dick. Um, I think Pass Through is, I mean, before we get into the uh, plot summary, which we will hear in a bit, Pass Through is more, for lack of a better term, heady. I, I shouldn't say heady, because it's not smart um it's trying to be more cerebral maybe more surreal yeah or more it, metaphor more it's it's trying it's trying to be more heady yeah it's, uh, i mean you. failing but trying yeah as most of the best bad movies are um trying but this failing. one is <laughs> it's a little bit he's trying to make an action movie with this one yes he's tr- it feels like he's trying to ape like avengers kind of yeah, or like just modern hero movies. I would think more Mission Impossible, but with superpowers. More superpowers, yeah. Yeah, it's weird because he he bought like a clear like Marvel superhero stock sound music yeah. uh, thing, and he used it over and over as like K K Cade's uh fucking like theme whenever he mm-hmm. does something heroic, um, which does mean it's stuck in my head now. I didn't notice it until the very last time he used it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, do do we just want to jump into it? Let's just jump right Let's into it. Let's just jump into it. Um, so this was 2018. Okay. And we'll get on that because we think he predicted everything. He he nailed uh, predictions of the present. Uh, so let me read. First, before I read the plot summary, I will read the brief description on Wikipedia. Yeah, hit me. Twisted Pair is a 2018 American science fiction psychological thriller film directed, produced, and written by Neil Breen. Uh, okay, film is being generous. But. Yeah, uh, produced and written, also generous. <laughs> the, the, it was definitely produced. Yeah, maybe directed. The film stars Neil Breen, Sarah Merritt, Shaban Ebrahimi, uh, Denise Bellini, Mar- Marty Dasis, Dasis, Brad Stein, John Smith Burns. John Smith Burns. At this very moment, John Smith Burns, Art McHenster, Greg Smith Burns. Oh, we got some uh, got some brothers. I, I pointed that out when we were watching the credits. Uh, Ada Masters and Jason Mariglio. The film centers around identical twin brothers, Cade and Kale Altair. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. It said it starred Neil Breen, but it only listed him once. Yeah, it should say film stars Neil Breen, Neil Breen, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> 
the film centers around identical twin brothers Cade and Kale Altair, who became hybrid artificial intelligence entities who are torn in different directions to achieve justice for humanity. That's that's honestly basically the plot. That's basically the plot, but let me get into the deets, because I want to see how they interpret it. Okay. Uh, yeah. To start off. Yes. We got to get something off our chest immediately. Uh, other than my non-existent chest hair. I'm like a porpoise, man. I. <laughs> what was the porpoise of you telling me that? <laughs> hey! Woo! Uh, okay. This movie uses a term to describe Cade and Kale. Yes. Uh, humanoid. Yes. So, ba- uh, so actually, this first paragraph, we I think we can summarize. Okay. Um, basically, Cade and Kale, born, at some point stolen by artificial intelligence alien i think uh to become quote unquote humanoid now what he means is like cyborg or yeah like cyborg almost android some sort of hybrid being between a human and something else and but what he says is humanoid yes anyone who's played any sort of fantasy game humanoid is a type of creature humanoid is a, a shape yeah, it's a shape. It's walks on two legs, has two arms. Yeah. Orcs are humanoid. Right. Goblins are kind of humanoid. They they tend to be well, they're goblinoid. True. In Dungeons and Dragons, but in everything mm-hmm. else they're humanoid. Yeah. Elves are humanoid. Yeah. Which is kind of racist if you think about it. <laughs> True. You they know. should be cyborgs. Well, <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Wait, no, that's, that's just, just Shadowrun. Shadow <laughs> Damn it. Um it, Every so often, we just reinvent Shadowrun. We do. And, uh, I mean, I like the setting. <laughs> I don't like the book. Or the game. It's well, the just, tabletop game. Yeah, yeah. It's a, little, the, it's a little too much. I meant the table, like the book. for. The oh, tabletop. yeah, yeah. It's a big-ass it, book. It's dense. Every Very frame. Dry. Okay. During their youth, Cade and his identical... Identical Cade and his identical twin brother, Kale, both portrayed by Neil Breen. Thank you. Give me credit where credit is due. Wait. Yes. Neil Breen played both of these characters? Yes. But how will we tell them apart? Well, Cade is smooth as a baby's breast. Uh, (laughs) Don't ever (laughs) say that exact sequence of words. Have you ever seen a child born with chest hair? No, but that's also See? not the saying. I know it's not. I don't I don't think smooth as a baby's bottom is any better. It's not. But like smooth okay, as a baby's this? breast. Smooth as a pool ball. It's better, I smooth guess. Smooth as polished stone. I except way less durable. Um and <laughs> then Kale has shitty fake facial hair that was fake i know it's hard to tell when the fucking gum arabic is showing up (laughs) around your goddamn mustache my god the spirit gum holding it in Uh, place oh yeah spirit gum not gum arabic gum arabic's what like an additive to food to make it chewier i have no idea i think it's a preservative um they were abducted by an unknown power and modified to become capital h humanoids secret agents who are out to stop evil yep that yep yep that's what a humanoid is Cade didn't fit with the program and was fired. Well, not fired. Or, sorry, Kale didn't fit with the program and was fired. He's not yeah. really fired. He's well, more exiled. Yeah, he was... He was, <laughs> he was exiled and stripped of all of his magical special powers. Um, which caused him to grow a beard. Yes, exactly. Because, uh, as we all know, in this Breenaverse, 
not having facial hair means you have all of your powers. And, and when you lose your powers, it's like all the plugs in your facial hair pores fly out and then you suddenly start growing facial hair. That's actually true in the real world too. Really? Yeah. That's why we don't have superpowers. They're like Saiyan tails. Yeah. Got it. Exactly. Just lots of tiny ones. Uh, <laughs> Cade, as an adult, is introduced on introduced on a mission where he was protecting troops. Oh, yeah, yeah that scene. <laughs> yes. Okay, so... so Neil Breen uh, invested in a green screen. He found a green screen and he figured out how to use that chroma key software oh. and by god he was going to use it half of this movie i mean i think <laughs> i think he was like oh lots of modern movies are using green screen for a lot of effects why don't i and god bless him for trying yeah i but, mean that that's sort of the subtitle of this entire like holobreen like god bless him for trying but also fuck him <laughs> for only doing like three shots he's making ian mckellen cry he used three shots for this entire fucking movie. That's true. And just repeated them. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like, uh, I was mentioning this while we were watching it. It's oh. like those YouTubers that made those like green screen like memes. Yeah. Uh, Cut this out and use me as a meme. Yeah. I know like Filthy Frank is the, it's time to stop one. Yeah. It's used a lot. Um, but yeah. It, it just felt like that. Like he did that to himself for his own use. Yeah. Um, he made his own stock footage. Uh, da, 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 da. he returned to headquarters and meets with his boss who suggests that he takes another vacation. Oh, oh, okay. But I want to talk about the, the helping the troops. Scene. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so he's running around, um, in this footage, the stock footage of military men running. Yeah. It's clearly stock footage of people in military dress, uh, in like an abandoned building. Yeah. Just, just running around, just running around, taking point and stuff. Um, and like <laughs> he's just awkwardly running behind it the first Green time we screened in the first time we see him in the same space quote unquote mm-hmm. uh they're frozen entirely oh my god it's it's fucking incredible um and then he, he in voiceover says follow me <laughs> they <laughs> can't hurt me yep and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, Neil? I do want to mention something before we continue. Yeah, hit me. Um, hold on, let me let me double check on this. Double cheese. Uh, did a Neil Breen twisted pair? Neil Breen. Neil Breen twisted pair. Neil Breen. Uh, so the trailer is on YouTube yeah, naturally, but I thought that. Um, uh huh. I thought that it was available to rent on YouTube. You can buy it on YouTube. You can buy it on YouTube. Yes. So this is a first for Neil Breen uh, caving to technology. I mean, that's sort of his thesis, isn't it? Yeah. Embrace technology, but I not guess. too much. Yeah, that's true. Don't go to a computer lab, that sort of thing. Don't go to a computer lab, but do become a humanoid. Yes. Um, yeah, you can purchase it on YouTube. I um, think, I think actually, let's. Uh, I just had a thought. Yeah. So you know how Cade and Kale uh-huh. are both humanoids. They're humanoid uh, phenomenons. Right. Uh, real humanoid beings and a real humanoid. Uh-huh. Um, is, his, if, is he trying to say, and I mean this intentionally. Okay. Is he trying to intentionally say that ev- given technology, people will still be good or evil? Well, the sentence you just said doesn't mean anything. But I mean, like, it, it doesn't. It's like humans will still be humans. It's not like the the 
technology yeah. will change that in any sure. way. And it'll, it's but, just a tool. But also, specifically, Cade and Kale, Cade's the good one, Kale's the bad one. Right. And Kale doesn't have the technology anymore. That's true, that's true. So, like... Is he undermining his own message? I think he's trying to say two messages. That conflict? Um, or he's trying to... He's doing the message that you said, right? Uh-huh. Which is that humans are humans regardless of their use of technology, right? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we have a, a paragon of good, Cade. Yep. And we have a paragon of evil whose name is Koozie. Oh, Coos. Coos, sorry. Koozie, yeah. <laughs> just because we made a fucking beer Koozie joke. Um, and he's a paragon of evil and he's using technology. Guess how his name is spelled. I mean, you know how his name is spelled. I'm saying this to the shoppers. Guess how his name is spelled. It's C U Z Z X. Did you get that right? Probably not. You didn't. You, you probably said C-O-Z. Or K-O-O-Z. Right. And I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, because that would make sense. Yeah, no, it's not. Uh, he, uh, maybe, maybe C-U with an umlaut Z. Oh, or like a weird accent mark. Keys. Keys. Um, he returns to headquarters and meets with his boss, suggests he takes a vacation. His Ca- boss is the worst. The most static, stiff. Okay, so... Neil Breen is acting his ass off in this movie. This is the first time I actively noticed, actually noticed, that Breen was playing a character that had an emotional range and Breen was trying to emote. Not one, but two characters. Yes. Only one has an emotional range. Very true. The but o- that's more than zero. <laughs> the other one has is just a Neil Breen character. Exactly. But evil. Is this a movie about who he thinks his two sides are oh definitely yeah like he he's both the vengeful uh fake facial hair man vengeful fake facial hair vengeance god but also a fighter for justice well and and even from an acting sense it's like it feels like some of if not a good chunk of Cade's scenes mm-hmm. feel almost like he just had a scene and no dialogue because they felt very like off the cuff and very like, I hesitate to use this term, natural. Like, especially in the beginning of some of those scenes where it felt like he was just interacting with someone he knew. And maybe I'm giving this movie way too much credit. I disagree with that premise. Okay. Because I never thought he came off like that. Okay. Um, and maybe it was just a couple times that it happened and it extended in my head to a lot of things. I, I think <laughs> I think there were fuck-ups in scenes and that made it look more natural. True. Um, but but I, maybe it was just because he actually was emoting that he felt like he, it felt like he was an actual person. Definitely. He, he felt more natural than he normally does. Yes. I would not say that made, made him feel natural. That's very true. It's, I, it's I like think I think that's what I'm... plant. I think it's just a relative thing <laughs> where it's like he, feel, he felt... Yeah. 30% natural, so I'm like, oh my god, that's way more than negative 60. In the same way that like a fake plant can feel like cloth, or it can feel like... A, a plant, mostly. Almost a plant, yeah. Yeah. Cade laments not having seen his brother since before he became humanoid. That's cool. Okay, not true. Uh, I know. Kale meets with a lawyer, an executive, and the president of the bank. The bank. And interrogates them for a while before he shoots one of them in the leg and leaves... Okay. His- yes. So this is his uh, torture dungeon. Yeah. Yep. Kale's yep. torture dungeon. Yeah, because he's at Nevada State College and he steals. Most three of this people. movie was shot at Nevada State College, down in Henderson. 
Um, which beautiful campus, gorgeous campus, actually very nice. I don't know how, how new is Nevada State College. I it think it's like, fairly new. Seems like a newer place. Uh, at least renovated. We haven't looked this up. No. Um, and we're not going to. Nah. Uh, I'll look up the Wikipedia plot summary of Pr- Twisted Pear, but I won't I'm look not up, looking up Nevada State College when Nevada State College was built, um, or at least this campus. True. But um, yeah, it looks it looks fairly new. Uh, it's well upkept. Mm-hmm. Um, as a side effect, we don't have <laughs> sets like in I Am Here Now, where it's just oh dilapidated apocalyptic homes. Yes. Oh, you have a no. This is a. I, I read a couple sentences ahead just to see how this. Uh, you have a fun sentence. Uh, uh well, how this uh, summary was gonna act out. Uh huh. And it feels a lot like when we read the summary for, what was it, Faithful Findings? Mm-hmm. When it was like, whoa, that happened? That's going to pop up. So, okay, don't um, worry. But so he meets these uh, gentlemen at Nevada State College, uh-huh. ambushes them, kidnaps them. Kidnaps them. Says if they run away, he will I won't, fucking kill them. I wouldn't say he interrogates them at all. No, he just fucking shoots them. He's just like leaving them to rot in his chain up torture incredibly loosely tied up chains and they're constantly making like really sexual grunting noises yeah like they're never mind uh they're getting off on this they're getting they're getting jiggy with it i don't like it when you say that uh before he shoots them in the leg and leaves to do pills with his girlfriend donna Mm -hmm. portrayed by siobhan abrahami Mm -hmm. uh cade's boss tell uh okay back to we just teleport yeah Cade's boss tells him about programmable virtual reality and oh, how, yes. how a man named Coos, performed by, uh, portrayed by Greg Smith Burns, is going to use it to conduct the biggest cyber and terror attack ever. Okay, so right off the bat. Yep. This movie Do you want to go back to that phrase? Programmable movie, virtual reality? This movie has so much jargon. This, this is like, remember in uh, Pass Through, all of the physics jargon? Yes. Uh, that he's just rattling off. Yes. With nothing to do with dark one another. matter, <laughs> dark uh, energy, like uh huh, uh huh. Yep, you watched an episode of Nova once, uh, or had it on in the background while you. This I don't is know, this made is that, but for like sword AI. Yeah, it's it's all just like he he used the phrase neuro network, which made me giggle. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's neural. all like all of the uh, the only one I didn't hear was like blockchain or or cryptocurrency i think if he had gone down that rabbit hole he would stop making movies and would just become a uh bitcoin speculator speculator. yeah 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 but i mean i'm surprised he didn't mention like oh how is he getting all these resources all the cryptocurrency well no because he's working for the government that's true what coups oh coups he has diamonds yeah (laughs) that's a good point um he's got a goblet of fucking diamonds but okay Programmable virtual reality is my favorite one of the, like, jargon words. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't mean anything. No, it means I own an Oculus. Oh, programmable programmable virtual reality. You mean virtual reality? I do mean virtual reality. Because all of it's programmed. If he used AR, that would make more sense. Well, because it's still programmable, though. It is. All of it is. But I mean, if he just said, like, altered reality... I've been like, okay, because like digital things are happening in the real world. That's sort of the idea behind AR. Right. Whereas VR is all like the holodeck. Okay, yeah. He does mean AR. Yes. Or arguably though, the holodeck as presented in Star Trek is more akin to AR, right? It's sort of a hybrid. 
because you're not, it has like solid light and because you're like not that. putting on a thingy right but it's it's a completely virtualized space right but it still exists in the three-dimensional space that you're currently in that's true that's true so it'd be more like uh, if Jordy LaForge plugged his headset right. into directly into the warp core, <laughs> and that worked. Yeah, and that and that gave him access to Mario Brothers on Virtual Boy. Dude, um, that's how you fix the warp core is by beating a level in Mario Brothers for the Virtual Boy. God, he, it's a tough. No wonder he's blind. Tough job. Um, Cade decides <laughs> to investigate, but while investigating around town, he bumps into Alana portrayed by sarah Merritt, he offers to buy her a drink to apologize oh, yes. but she says she's very busy and leaves this, this very is awkward scene very awkward scene kate attempts to make a date with the woman before she departs she doesn't come back later uh she doesn't come back but later he sees her and decides to follow her home kate breaks into her house and they fight before they abruptly stop fight, fighting revealing that they've been in a relationship the whole time this was one of the most bizarre yeah. ways to introduce a re- of uh a Neil romantic Breen's- relationship yeah so okay they run into each other on a bridge. It's like, yeah, like a thing in there's Nevada a home, State College. There's a homeless man. With rubber rats. With rubber rat friends. Um, he is the best character. By far. Because he has no lines. Oh, one line. Yeah, he has one line mm-hmm. in this scene. Yep. And then never speaks again. He has rat friends. And the rat friends have ruffles. They do have ruffles. Um, so I will affectionately call this homeless man Ruffles. Nice. Um, Does he have a name? He might. If he has a name, I'd like to call him it. Uh, one second. Cast. 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 Uh, Cast. He is called Homeless Man. Okay, well, his newest name is Ruffles. Got it. Um, so jot that down. I, I have. Um, <laughs> you listeners at home, shoppers? Shoppers. Jot down Ruffles. <laughs> um... <laughs> don't no no context <laughs> just write down the name ruffles just write it down on a sticky note or on uh, <laughs> on your computer screen in a sharpie yeah just yeah just write ruffles. it on just write it if if it's 69 says special is not responsible for damage to any monitors uh at all period at all, at all period um even if we destroy our own monitors we're not responsible for it correct um but okay so he runs into this woman and they immediately get into a, a small scuffle yeah. Where he like he knocks her papers down accidentally. And he's like, oh, oh, and he sorry. helps her pick it up and then he's like, Let me take you out to dinner mm-hmm. to make up for it. She's like, No, I have a boyfriend. No, let me take you out to a drink. Stop asking me that. Let me take you out to a drink. Mm-hmm. And it, he seems like a dirty old man. He uh I mean he's really channeling himself there. I think that's why that scene is so awkward for me. Yeah. Because it seems so very realistic. It seems so very distilled breen. Well, just distilled like dirty old man. Yeah. Not necessarily Breen. Because we don't know assuming. that he's a dirty old I am man. assuming. You're right. He he does have a lot of braless women in most of the films. That's a good point. This one, I, we don't have visual confirmation of I, any brawlessness. I dare say this is a 100% bra movie. To our knowledge. To our knowledge. Who knows um, about the CIA director? But uh, Yeah, we don't know. Cade breaks into a coup. Oh, I'm not done. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I want to talk more about this scene. because no, it fuck, It's fucked up. It's, it is fucked up. And then, like, he's like, I'll be back here at eight. Mm-hmm. And then he goes away. Do we get a small scene in between here, or does it immediately teleport? No, we get the small scene of the, uh, 
man in all black walking by the homeless man. Right. And then we're right back to... And then we're right back here. At 8 p.m., quote unquote. We never find out who that man in black is. No. We? we see him once or twice, like, giving drugs you, to Kale. Do you think he's the same man in black from Fateful Findings? That's what I think. Is and this I, a Brinaverse? I think it's a Brinaverse thing, but in a weird way, because remember at the end of the movie, when the muse is in the, the home theater. And she teleports away, or she fa- she turns into diamonds. Right before that, there's something playing on the, on right. the screen. But, okay, but that means the pass-through exists as a film in this universe. Yes, does Fateful Findings exist as a film in this universe, or is this the same universe in which Fateful Findings takes place? That's a good question. And what of I am here now? Now. Uh, I, um, uh, oh. Okay, back. Uh, you um, want, did I'm you want to still not continue? done? I'm, I know. That's why I'm asking. Gah. Hold on. God, jeez. Hold on. Uh, oh. I, I undid it. scooby doo doo cute coos My name is Angie Coos. Angela Anaconda sucked. <laughs> Fight me. It looked like an animated ransom note. The only thing that I can deliberately recall of Angela Anaconda, and I realize I'm off topic, but I'm fine. gonna talk Go about Go fucking Angela Anaconda. Do it. You fucking never let me talk about Angela Anaconda. <laughs> I never brought it up. <laughs> never let me. Um, let me. Let me speak. Let me talk about you. Give me a voice. Um, <laughs> I demand to be heard. <laughs> what I will, I'm about to show you will shock you. <laughs> <laughs> National and international Angela Anaconda. <laughs> Angela and Anaconda secrets. Uh, the only thing of that show that I can conjure from memory is the preview that came on before Digimon the movie. Mm. Where it's bad. Yeah? It's real bad. It's roll bad? She digivolves into Angelamon. Oh my god. Don't shock yourself, dude. Oh, I zapped myself on the freaking interface. I am interfaced. I am interfaced! Didn't didn't an Angela Anaconda short play before Rugrats the movie? No. Okay. Not to my knowledge. Okay. Because Angela Anaconda was owned by Fox. Was it? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I believe... Hold on. Uh, oh, no! This is my task. You okay? You keep. Do you want, do you want me to continue? Re- no, we got to You got to finish up your thoughts on the creepy scene. Yeah, let's because let's finish that. Smash cuts back to him walking by the homeless man again, and him being like, "It's eight o'clock, and she's not here." And uh, and he gives some more change to homeless guy. And uh, okay, yeah. So, and then he ends up following the woman to her house mm-hmm. breaks in mm-hmm. while she's chopping something. And then they fight. She smashes a painting over his head, which is the greatest she, thing I've ever seen in my but life. But the whole time he's like, he's mostly doing voiceover. It's all voiceover. No, no, no. He says bitch in the scene. Oh, once. And then he just repeats it. Yes. Okay. Um, But it's, it sounds like fucking a manifesto. It, yeah. You know? Like I'm going to have you. You're mine. Yeah. And it's like, oh Jesus! Yikes! It's real Neil, creepy. If if a teenager made this movie, you would say that kid is gonna fucking do Columbine. Oh yeah. This is this is some creepy shit. But since it's in since it's Neil Breen, you can just be like, oh grandpa. <laughs> oh grandpa, you're fucked. Grandpa, you and your brain. 
Um, to, to clarify, Angela Anaconda uh, released originally on the Fox Family Channel in the United States. Okay. And Teletoon in Canada. Hey. So it would be very unlikely that it would be before Pro- the Rugrats movie. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Considering that Rugrats was owned by Vi- is owned by Viacom. Viacom. Um, Menachem Golem. But yeah, she does smash a painting over his head, which which makes the scene even wilder. Oh right, because if they're well, together, he also gives a uh, he also gives it a lovely glass breaking sound effect. Yeah, which is uh, just mwah. if they if they're together, why do do they have a like a supply of these paintings? <laughs> yeah, and every night that he wants to get like frisky, he gets another one of these paper ass paintings and puts it on the couch, and he looks at his. And his girlfriend is like, hey. You want to smash this over my head tonight? You want, you want to slowly wrestle and then smash this over my head? It is very I'll call slow. call you bitch like four times? It is very slow. And I get like, I get the role playing concept. Sure, yeah. Right? What, but, but the thing is, the scene where he bumps into her initially, there's no hint of that. Like, yeah, no. If there was like a close up when they're talking and she gives him like a wink or something. And like, and we're they, like, oh, like okay. they wink at each other like, oh, there's something here. Yeah. But no, she seems really creeped out by him. Yeah, genuinely creeped out by him. I mean, who wouldn't be? But uh, I, I don't think I would necessarily be creeped out by Neil Breen, but also he would what be What if making... he just started shouting that he wanted to buy you a drink at you? I would be deeply creeped out. You're there right. You yep. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah, scenario-wise. Like, in general, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily be creeped out by Neil Breen. If I just saw him, I'd be like, oh, it's Neil Breen. But, wow. but, but if I, like, accidentally bumped into him and he was like, his, and his first response was, let me buy you a drink... Or let me. Uh, why don't we go out sometime? I'd be like, "What? No, no, <laughs> Neil. Neil, I'm just a fan. Ooh, I'm, I'm just not, a fan, but not an only fan. Oh, subscribe to Neil Breen's OnlyFans. Do not, <laughs> under any circumstances. You, <laughs> if you, someone says they have Neil Breen's OnlyFans, uh, no. You, you made a hilarious joke at one point because we see him shirtless. In uh, that at one point period, right? Just in life. Well, no, in this movie. Oh, okay. You're a deeply funny man. Oh, thank you. I wouldn't be doing this podcast if you weren't. Diddly diddly. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would have been so good. Uh, anyway, I, continue. Wow, a really short episode. Yeah. Wow. That was. They didn't even finish the plot summary. No, we got to like what the else first, is new? The first thirty minutes. Um. But, uh, 29 of which is taken up by Neil Breen telling soldiers to follow him in stock footage. There's a scene later in the movie where we see him shirtless and you oh. described him as if someone took an, a skeleton from an anatomy class taped or was it glued? Taped. Taped, taped or glued. Dealer's taped choice. or glued two chicken breasts to yeah. him and then like wrapped was it skin wrapped him in skin and then wrapped him in skin and that's what you get and i died (laughs) i died so fucking hard it's what he looks like he does he's got pep nips too Well, because old men all generally kind of look like and he's just on the skinnier side of old man yeah so he's got like the saggy floppy skin yeah it's because he's falling apart looks like it's fine it's normal that's what we all do we're all gonna fall kids if you don't think you're gonna get old you're probably right Hello, darkness, my old friend. But also, you will. <laughs> yeah. I believe in you. In uh, some way. Cade breaks into a Coos lab yep. to find clues for his mission. Coos clues. 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 Coos
Oh, that's a peak. Yeah. We got to sit down in our drinking chair and drink. <laughs> drink. Drink. Because when we use our minds to watch some Breen films all the time, we can do nothing. Absolutely nothing. That we want to do. Save us. Uh, he does blue skidoo a lot <laughs> in this movie. Uh, the exact same effect. He does. And I love it. So, uh, Cade finds four. This is. Yeah. This is way ahead. Okay. Is it? It's a bit. It like it feels like it skips half the movie, but do then you, again, I don't remember what happens in the movie. Do you think this movie is told asynchronously? Given this um, plot, maybe it's just half of the middle doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't That's think it's a, asynchronous. I just think it's bad. <laughs> That's entirely possible. Because um, we're now at, I he breaks into a Coos lab to find clues for his mission. Now, granted, that entire sentence, I think, took up like 20 minutes of the movie. This is true. He, so I think that's why my brain is all And it's him walking out. around the chemistry labs at uh, And like NSU. poking things, yeah. Uh, Cade finds four guys wearing VR goggles who are in some Oh, kind that is of way later. Yeah. And in the next room, a very old person dressed like Koo is meeting with people. Oh, okay. The the movie, the plot summary doesn't realize that he had to recast Koo's at one point. Yeah, clearly. Or Coos is in California and didn't want to drive to Nevada. That's probably what it was. Uh, the men disappeared due to the programmable virtual reality. Mm-hmm. And this Kate, is way, way later. Yeah, and Cade reports back to his boss. Because this is after he, like, infiltrates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. mean, granted, like, the pacing and plot of this movie is so scrambled in my head. Okay, well, the how he gets there mm-hmm. to that is uh, his boss, the very loud... Very unemotive. Very bad at her job, uh, CIA director. Yeah, like or whatever. you were saying, she just shouts secrets. secret information yeah. all the time. Um, she like has him infiltrate the Coos gang, mm-hmm. the Coos crews, um, <laughs> the Coosie, if you will, the the co- the Yakuza. <laughs> um, fuck. Yeah, oh. I did it. If Neil Breen were in a video game, it would be Yakuza Zero. <laughs> uh, dude, if there's any, if I play Yaku- Yakuza Zero, and it's said directed by Neil Breen in it, I'd be like, I believe it. I my pants would be permanently wet. <laughs> <laughs> Out of fear? Yeah, because I'm like, oh no, he's infiltrating one of my favorite hobbies. <laughs> Sega, no less. Sega. Do you is Neil Breen the Sega Genesis of directors? Go no, because Sega Genesis had good features and blast processing. It's true. He's got more like ass processing. So he's the Sega CD then. He is the Sega CD 32x. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, there you go. He's the Sega Neptune. He's the Jaguar of oh. of directors. Yeah, that's a great point. The Jaguar CD. No doesn't even work and looks like a toilet yowza yeah that's a he does look like a toilet Um, gotta have the handle so the men disappear due to the uh cade takes alana his girlfriend Mm -hmm. out to dinner and a mysterious man stabs cade's homeless friend taking his cell phone okay 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 there's a lot to to process i have to talk about the dinner Mm -hmm. that he takes her on oh because he's like i rented out this whole restaurant it's clearly the outside of the student it's union. It's just the student union of NSU. And the reason why it's completely empty is not because he rented the whole no, thing. It's like 10 p.m. It's like 10.30. Yeah. Nobody's here. It's 
fucking Christmas break. Yep. Literally no yeah. one is on campus. Like, there's it's no way goddamn in goddamn ghost town. Um, Very good looking ghost town. Calico ghost town. Have you ever been to a ghost town? Uh-uh. I've been to a few. Yeah? Yeah. Are they creepy? No, because typically they're tourist traps. Oh, that's true. They're just... They got reenactors there. Oh. Typically. Okay. They just commute to work. Yeah. I imagine. <laughs> I'd hope. Because uh, definitely they don't got central air they, out there. They couldn't say ghost town if they lived there. I guess. I guess that's true. Yeah. You physically couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this job sucks. I got to drive eight hours out of fucking Phoenix. How much does it pay? Ah, $4 a minute. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's $240 an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, bro. Yeah. And they wonder why it's running out of money. Yeah, we're draining it directly into the greeter's pocket. Um, <laughs> more like greeters. Got him! <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> President of <laughs> the bank. <laughs> National <laughs> and international secrets. Um, I thought you were gonna call me president of comedy. <laughs> I was gonna be very happy. I didn't about that. vote for you. <laughs> you don't vote for president. Wait, what? Uh, yeah. Um. Oh, but the oh, funniest yeah. line in that scene, yes, is <laughs> he's like, "The food here is great, and the service is incredible. It's just freaking invisible." Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "That's the best dad joke you've ever told, Neil Breen." Oh, uh, right. Because clearly you didn't hire a person to do this. Oh, uh, right. He leaned into it, which uh, is like a first. It's it's like, hey, I'm making a shitty movie. Yeah, that was the first instance of like, he's aware. But like at the same time, he he's not so aware that he's trying to make it bad. Exactly. You know what? Ironically, he's getting better. Yes. At making movies. This is his best crafted film. In terms of the craft of filmmaking, this is his best. Which is a very sad thing. No. That's like going from a 0% to a 2%. I will take that back. Oh. I think Fateful Findings is still better. Better written. Well, it's still better crafted overall. Because yeah. it doesn't have as laughable of special effects. That's true. That's like, it true. does. But well, yeah, because he added the whole... There's a lot essentially of the screen. whole thing of special effects. Right. Like the whole... Because uh, most of... Hobby? Most of Fateful Findings is practical, question mark? Yeah. There's a few that are Blood aren't. tubes. Yeah. Uh, and like the worst case is like very simple editing tricks. Right. It's not like special effects necessarily. It's yeah. just like... I put a picture here in Premiere. Right. Um, or, or or I did a fade. I did a fade, exactly. Um, which it, which is, I wouldn't call that special effects. Necessarily. No, that's editing more or less. Um, it had the ghost thingy. Yep. But that's basically it. Yep. Um, this one is full on like green screen. And there's explosions. Yep. There's stock footage. Compositing. Um, yeah, let's move on. The men disappeared due to the programmable virtual reality, and Cade reports back to his boss. Cade, yep. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, Kale tracks down and murders a rich executive, but the police find no evidence because Kale picked up the shell casings. There were, like, three executives on those stairs. Yeah, at least two. I remember seeing at least two. He did, however, drop a syringe. <laughs> Which, okay, if you're going to stop to pick up the bullets, the bullet casings. Don't drop a syringe with your blood on it. Like, pick up the syringe, too. You saw it. You, clearly like he he stopped after he dropped it and was, was like eh <laughs> never mind uh Cade pretends to be a rich investor who wants to give money to the coup's empire this happened before yeah he, he saw the vr people yeah 
it might be told out of order, but I doubt it because it felt like it was in proper order in the movie. Yeah. The summary just blows, um, which gets him a tour of the Coos house. Uh, mm-hmm. Donna, Kale's pillhead girlfriend, breaks up with him and that, that feels naughty to say. Uh, breaks up with him and then runs into Cade, demanding to know where she... This happened later. Yes. Okay, hold on. Yes. I want to talk about Coos. Sure. Let's talk about Coos. Because we've we've met him now. Let's talk about Coos, baby. Um, (laughs) Let's talk about Coos, baby. Let's talk about him in this movie. Um, Coos. Let's talk about all the bad things and the bad things (laughs) that he brings. Uh, Coos looks like the dean from Community... Wearing yes a, wearing oh, that's a, such a good a shout. scarf and a bad hat With he he has three, a cup full of diamonds yep a chalice of diamonds he has three like cat statues cat statues that sometimes turn on camera and sometimes fade turning his scarf also fades and changes um but the best thing about him is there any sounds like this? He has a modulated voice. And they clearly did that because they needed two actors to portray him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, or, that seems like a last-minute thing. It's either that or his voice is comical. Yeah. And they had to do, like, a Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Cause the, oh, yeah, because the actor for Darth Vader had, like, a Scottish accent or something. Uh, Irish? Irish. I believe it was a very high-pitched Irish accent. Yeah wasn't very intimidating uh not very intimidating at all so they got james earl jones in the best casting decision they could have possibly made oh my god what a legend um one i can't i can't do james earl jones because his voice is too fucking good yeah no it's too too smooth too Too, creamy too creamy Mm. too buttery i'm gonna i'm gonna draw the line at creamy i'm gonna say did not velvety should not have said creamy I mean, that, that, I, I get it. I don't like the word creamy anymore. Okay. It's been ruined for me by ver- various things. Premium. More like creamulum. <laughs> um, <laughs> go watch Tim and Eric if you hate yourself. Tim and Eric. I mean, I know I do. Um, awesome show. Tim and Eric. Do you actually have a low opinion of yourself? Awesome show. Sometimes. Depends on the day. Aw. Yeah. You, want, you ever want to talk about that? You let me know. I will, man. Kids. Be be good to your friends and yourselves. And be cool about fire safety. Be cool about fire, fire safety. safety. Don't light things on fire. Did you learn a goddamn thing from the be cool about fire safety? No. Things? No. No, right? I mean, I was generally safe with fire anyway because I was like afraid of it. Like <laughs> I, w- It was to the point where I was afraid of matches because I, f- I felt like I would spontaneously burn my fingers. Um, wow. Yeah. I was just a chicken shit in general, so I never... Mm. But, like, I mean, I like fire, but not to the point of, like, wanting oh, to cops. light. What? 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 Nothing. Okay. Um, Call them. <laughs> I don't even think that picked up. <laughs> I'll just crank it up and post. <laughs> um, but, uh, like, I, it's just, like, I don't know. I, I'd prefer a heat gun over a fire. Me heat gun yeah they're like super powerful hair dryers what the fuck they're used for like shrink uh like if you don't want an open flame for something but need heat it's an appliance to can you cook with it probably should you cook with it probably not okay all right you could you could in the in the the in 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 the definition of the word cook as in make warm 
uh, transforming the nutritional value of a food with heat, you definitely could with a heat gun. Okay. You could not cook well with it. Yeah, well, probably you will not get a fucking Michelin star for using a heat gun. But if you could... I mean, fucking do it. That's <laughs> like, a niche. Fucking hardware, the hardware chef. Dude, especially <laughs> I if you only can, use rotary saws when I cut my steaks. If you can do, like, cool flip tricks with the heat guns, too. Oh, Although they're usually corded. So. <laughs> well, you would get one where, like, you can pull the cord off and then oh, clunk yeah. it back on. Hell yeah, dude. So you can do the flip tricks. Yes. It, it'd be like one of those, uh, what was Benihana? Like a like a teppanyaki yeah. fucking place with heat guns. Dude. You just put a plate in front of someone and go, pew! Dude, if right. you went to a restaurant and they handed you, like, a plate of, like, raw Wrong. food and you're like, what the fuck is this? And they take out a fucking gun and then, like, point it at it. <laughs> And it cooks right in front of your eyes. Oh shit! Wouldn't your wouldn't your face light up? Oh yes, because I'd be right next to the heat gun. <laughs> ah! Well, no, I meant like I'm assuming that there would be room. Yeah, they'd be like, back the fuck up, back the fuck up, plebs. I got a heat gun. Well, it's like those uh those places where like there's a there's a they can cook it at the table. Yes, but not necessarily Benihana where they cook it at like the right, right, right. Yeah or, yeah, or like a hot pot sort of place. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you cook it at your table. Yeah. I just want one person to bring me cold soup and then just point a heat gun at it. <laughs> and then it starts boiling. To heat it up. And you're like, and yeah! Like, All right, you're good. I'm no longer sick. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. What uh, happens next, TJ? So he pretends to be a, a rich investor to get cozy with Coos. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about Coos oh, real yes, quick. Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, we mentioned that he talks like this. He talks like the trivia murder party guy, but he like does. less comprehensible. Yeah. Um, that's not the voice you expect to come out of him. No. He also is magic? Question mark. He's got some sort of power, and he I can assume it's related teleport. to programmable virtual reality. Uh, he also has a weird winged muse. They yeah. She's Near? credited as winged muse. She's wearing short shorts and. A tight essentially top a with a top. little under boob. And wings. And like, ho- like spirit Halloween fairy wings. And very, very spike-covered high heels. Yeah. I have no idea what the hell she does. I have no idea what she's about. She can teleport, definitely. We Yes, we she we, can turn into diamonds. We see it several times that she can teleport in some description. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, at one point, uh, Neil Breen is shown a painting at Kuz's place. That has no picture in it. But then he touches the sides and it becomes stock footage of a lady that was painted to look like a painting. Is that in the summary? I hope so. Because that fucked me up. I'm going to have nightmares about that. Uh, It is not. That, I'm going to have n- fucking nightmares. It was fucking weird. It was some Harry Potter bullshit. Like, it wasn't even like... Because in Harry Potter, like, they have like a little, oh, hello. Yeah. You know? It's like a little like animated... They're kind of aware that they're in a, pi- a yeah. picture, but they're cool with it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Don't think about it. <laughs> Don't think about it. Um, Are they sentient? Yes. Are they separate beings? Yes. Oh, God. We, we, we have confirmation of that because the, uh, the fat lady painting. Oh, that's true. She has a, she has a consciousness. consciousness. A con- con- uh, she has a conch. <laughs> <laughs> the magic conch. Do you, say, you say conch instead of conch, right? Yeah. Who says conch? Uh, I don't know, but it sounds dirty. So my conk. <laughs> I'm gonna conk. Uh, <laughs> well, I've heard the word conk out, like falling asleep or getting knocked sure, out. Sure, but like some people pronounce conch like conk. 
I don't know what the actual pronunciation is, but conch sounds less weird. And also, that's how it's fucking spelled. Yeah. And usually, like, it's a if the ch is hard, it's at the beginning of the word. Character, things like that. But also cheese. Right, but generally, when you have a ch, well, or tech, son of a bitch. All right, fuck English, English. has no rules. Ah, <laughs> uh, no rules, just right. Outback steak English. Um, Fosters, Australian for trash. <laughs> Austra- uh, I do not like Fosters. Donna. No one K- does. Kale's pillhead girlfriend breaks up with him and then runs into Cade, okay. demanding to know where she can get more drugs and why he shaved his beard. Right. And then they have a fucking tense scene where he's like, I never had a beard. Cade responds by going, I never had a beard repeatedly. Fuck. Uh, and then, like, he manhandles her a bit and then uh, realizes, and then she says, do you know Kale? He's like, he's my twin brother. Mm-hmm. Um, which, if you walked up to somebody mm-hmm. and you were like you were talking to them like, hey what's up yo do you know where i could score some drugs and they're like i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> and then you're like hey why do you shave your beard and then they grabbed you and said i never had a beard <laughs> and then you asked them if they knew person that you're looking for and they said that's my twin brother that Definitely confirms that they are that person, right? Yes. They're running away from someone or something. Like, they're trying desperate... Like, if if you saw me at any point and I said, Oh, I'm not Kevin. I'm Kevin's twin brother. Kedin. Chubis. <laughs> the common American male first name, Chubis. I was raised in South... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I have some family there. Yeah. <laughs> Doubt. <laughs> There's never, there is no other woman. Press X to doubt. Everyone press X to doubt. Press X to doubt at home, everyone. If you don't, we will know, and we will send a dragon. <gasps> it's pretty cool. Uh, but it will. He gives the girls some money to find a place to stay, and they hug. Clearly, it's a $5 bill, by the way. Alana sees this and gets jealous. She does. Kate then decides decides to take down the Ku's empire and goes into the boiler room uh-huh. to enact his plan. Yes. It's clearly like the air conditioning utility room of the college. It's just something that has a lot of pipes. Yeah. After his empire is destroyed, it, Kuz... So, oh. he, he does this by just placing a bunch of... Bombs? Tchotchkes? Yeah. RC batteries? I don't know. Um, It, it kind of looks, yeah, like a battery of some kind. It mm. causes an explosion. Um, he does a couple of the jumps here, I believe. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, because because um, like the entire second half of this is green screened. It's right. not in an actual location. Yeah. Um, when he jumps in this film, I described it as blue skidooing, and that's essentially what it is. Yeah, just without the the intro like jig. He mimes a jump, and he doesn't. No jump. He never. Well, he does jump, but it's literally like if you jumped and landed back in the same place. But he edits it. So that when he's in the middle of the air, it's it's frozen. He like drags here's his my, body up. Here's my argument. I don't think he ever leaves the ground. Oh. In his like, he would probably it. break his hip if he did. Well, because it would also cause him to possibly go out of frame. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to risk cutting off his hand. True. That's a good point. Um. Now the solution to this is pull the camera back a little bit. Yeah. But you know, it's Neil Breen. Yeah. The craft um, of movie. But it very clearly does not look like he's jumping. He does not leave the ground, I don't think. No. Uh, he... And then it, he just moves himself in premiere. 
Yep. Uh, Adds maybe a tiny bit of blur. Um, which is just the best. It is the greatest. When I saw, because there's, a, there's a, in the trailer for this movie, he does that a couple times. And the first time I saw that, I'm like, this is fucking incredible. Like, yeah, it's like, like we've said with previous Breen movies, every Breen movie is bad in a different way. Because he's trying something new in every single one. And I highly respect that. And that means we get something new every time. And new and baffling every single time. And hilarious. I'm actually kind of worried about Twisted Pair 2. Oh, we'll get to that. So, um... Oh, you yes. blew my fucking mind when you were like, hey, is there a Twisted Pair like DNA? Oh. And I'm like... Oh my fucking god! See, and after uh, I have another theory. So, oh, oh. Um, I like we'll theory to that in a second. Okay. Well, more like a hypothesis, but C- anyway, continue. Uh, after his empire is destroyed, Coos flees the country. All right. Uh, I, I guess. Okay, I guess that's what that was. Yeah. I think he teleports. Yeah, he just teleports away. Kate goes home, and Alana pulls a gun on him uh-huh. as she was working for Coos the whole time. She was. He finds this out before. Like. They run into each other mm-hmm. from his like boss because mm-hmm. she's like she was one of them, and then that's the end. I of can that never scene. tell what's a flashback and what's not. I don't know. The thing about Breen that is fascinating. I want to talk about Breen. Want to talk about Neil. Want to talk about no. <laughs> uh, that's the theme song for Bre- for Helen Breen. Everybody. Oh Breen. <laughs> that's not the theme song for Helen Breen. Breen. You. Breen. you you all will already know what the theme song for Halloween is. Yes. Uh, it's the Goosebumps theme song, but it goes, Breen, 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 Breen. Breen, 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 Breen. It, it, it is not also that. Breen, Breen, Breen. Breen, Breen, Breen. Why are you doing the underground theme I don't know. for Mario Brothers? I don't know. Is that the creepiest Mario Brothers song? Um. Well, I mean, besides, like the Super Mario World. Oh, like the Boo House song? Um, I don't know. It might be. I think it's gotten jauntier, jauntier over the years. I mean, Mario in general has gotten jauntier over the, over mm-hmm. the years, you know? I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to go back. The creepiest theme out. in Mario's because you know that fucking eel somewhere that's the water theme yeah because you know that eel somewhere oh god that eel um kids eat eel mm, they'll do the same to you delicious uh they shoot each uh they shoot each other and alana dies in his arms yes in in the virtual reality forest i guess that's what that is yep he he, okay several times mostly at the beginning of the movie uh beginning of the movie and here uh, Neil Breen as Cade and Kale at one at the beginning <laughs> mm. uh, and at the end and at the oh yeah Kale shows up at the end I I was not paying attention that's fine um, for the first time <laughs> <laughs> doubt <laughs> <laughs> I like how I did a visual joke just for you <laughs> I know. Uh, we gotta make this a video podcast uh, let's not <laughs> oh god oh god that's a lot more work and also you'd have to wear pants Uh or at least not my, show so much feet. They Jesus. won't get. They won't get to see my Kate and Kale. I don't like that you. Please do not call <laughs> your twisted pair Kate and Kale. Uh, please God. Who am I? 
<laughs> Where am I? <laughs> what am I? It's what am I? I know. Um, <laughs> who's there? Who's there? I know you're there. <laughs> um, but okay. There's this pink and purple glowy forest. Like so bad Avatar. Not the last airbag. <laughs> oh my god! Cut that out. Programmable virtual reality. Programmable sneeze. Programmable allergy reality. I don't have allergies. I was just making a joke that you sneezed in allergies anyway. I have programmed allergies. That's just me bragging. I that uh, I don't have allergies. I have programmed allergies into you. Please don't. Enjoy your allergy too. <laughs> Spin the no wheel whammy, no of whammy, allergies. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Oh. Kumquats. Fuck. <laughs> Oh, I love those quats. <laughs> love them quats. <laughs> mm, love that quat. <laughs> ah, beans. Shrimp semen. <laughs> Specifically. <laughs> Not shrimp. Just their seed. <laughs> Ugh. Don't even. Ugh. Uh, in the virtual reality forest, Cade and Alana reunite. They embrace and Alana tells him she loves him and then disappears. Right, because he can't have her. The film ends with Cade addressing the audience, accepting the loss of Alana, and stating that humanity will eventually live in a virtual universe. Before the credits, the message, Cade Altair will return, appears on screen. Uh The first instance of a Neil Breen sequel tease. Would it be better? If this were at the end of Fateful Findings? Yes. No. Oh. If he doesn't make good on that. That would be a very Breen thing to do. Like, it was intentional that he's just fucking with you? Or uh-huh. he makes a Twisted Pair 2 and it's completely unrelated. <laughs> but Kate is in the background in one scene. Oh, shit. Well, he just reuses a scene from Twisted Pair. One jump. One jump. Ahead of the Or when he hitman. sits up and says, who's there? <laughs> yeah, there's this one part where Neil Breen is the most old man he's ever been. Mm-hmm. Where he hears a noise while sleeping. He sits up abruptly and goes, who's there? Yeah, he's, he was like a, a one of the don't wake daddy like animatronics. It does. That's not an animatronic. I know, but if he were a don't wake daddy animatronic. that it would That's a terrifying thought to me. Don't wake daddy. Uh, are you afraid at all of animatronics? They're kind of creepy. I mean, like when I went to Disney World as a kid, we saw the like Hall of Presidents and stuff. I think the Hall of Presidents would freak me out. It's it's freaky, like because they're, they're deliberately because like my, my yeah my dad's all into like American history and stuff, so sure. he was like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah, but I'm like, these are scary dead men because they look like scary dead men. Yeah, but at the same time, the ones that aren't supposed to be specific people, I have no problem with. Yeah, so yeah, like um, if they had no skin on them, I'd probably be less scared. Well, because they would look like robots because they're robots. Well, c- like Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Uh huh. Especially now mm-hmm. that they've updated all the. Oh. animatronics okay um but like those those never freaked me out no nah. because well i mean they freaked me out when i was a very tiny child but sure, that was sure. because i was a tiny child and also i was wearing a peter pan hat oh and i was like these pirates they're gonna take my peter pan hat. are going to murder me or they're gonna take your peter pan hat well no the the concern was definitely murder got it uh oh because a hook and yeah because okay. i was a, i was wearing a peter pan hat got and i like peter pan i knew that captain hook would want to murder me i want to go eat some imaginary frosting food dude hook is such a good shitty movie i love that movie rufio 
otherwise known as Zuko. Roof. E. Oh. Rufio versus Yu-Gi-Oh. Who wins? Who would banish who to the Shadow Realm? Well, Rufio has a sword. That's true. He could just stab stab the idiot Kaiba. Yeah. Kaiba has a Kaiba has a gun though, but not in the four kids version. If we're talking the four kids Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah, I'm talking about American. Yeah, yeah. Rufio would fuck him up. Well, there are mo- there are tons of scenes in Yu-Gi-Oh because Yu-Gi-Oh, especially King of Games Yu-Gi-Oh, mm-hmm. like pre-anime, it was very super dark, very murdery. Yes, um, but mainly Kaiba's guards have guns. Yeah, because I don't think Kaiba ever had it. No, he just had a suitcase with blue eyes in it, like a like he had the fucking nuclear football. <laughs> At the time, there's only was kind three of the- in the world. At the time, Blue Eyes was kind of the nuclear option in Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> it's true. The ancient rules Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Well, and I mean, like, show rules Yu-Gi-Oh prior to Battle City where you could just play him. Well, uh, uh, there's actually a card called Ancient Rules that lets you play that way. Oh, really? Yeah. It says, like, you can you don't need to sacri- like tribute to summon things. Fuck. It must be really shitty. It's a magic card. You can nuke it. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. It's just like, eh, dude, get out of here. Uh, Appaloosa. We heard you guys' complaints that we talk about Magic the Gathering too much, so we're going to mix it up and talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! too much. <laughs> what about Flesh and Blood? Upcoming TCG Flesh and Blood. What's that? So Flesh and Blood is an Australian trading card game uh-huh. that just recently had a set come out that sold out very quickly. Um, it is gaining popularity and uh, for its uh, traditional feel, uh, traditional TCG feel. In Okay, I'm going to need a definition on that. So it it reminds people of late '90s TCGs, but modernized. I know that sounds bizarre and and counterintuitive. Because like late '90s TCGs were kind of just like it's the Wild West, do whatever the fuck, right? But like, so I'll give you the premise of it. Yeah, you're each a fighter. Okay, ninja, uh, weird sure. steampunk person. Uh, and you have like a weapon loadout and uh, armor and shit, and you fight. Uh-huh. And a uh, very simple uh, resource system okay. where you discard cards to get resources, and they each have a certain number of resources they give you, and then you play cards, mm-hmm. and uh, you go back and forth, and that's that's the game essentially. But it's all about like the interactions between the pieces. Okay. Um, it's gaining steam. Um, mm-hmm. surprisingly during a pandemic um well it seems like the kind of thing that would be fairly simple to play via webcam then yes if it doesn't have that many moving parts yes and it um yeah you'll you'll have a decent amount laid out on the field but as long as you know what they do it's like you draw you draw you have a hand of four cards each uh-huh. round so there's not like a ton of slinging right um it's more like effects chaining sure but like magic by comparison, and there are a lot of people who are playing uh, magic, especially commander mm-hmm. over webcam right now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but there's a lot of information that you kind of need to see across the table at your opponent, like right. how many cards are in your hand, right? Uh, how many lands are untapped. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to get all that information across visually uh, in a webcam space, mm-hmm. you know, how many cards are left in your library, right? roughly. Mm-hmm. But I would think... If you only have four cards in your hand per turn anyway, mm-hmm. you would have... And it depends on your fighter, but four is most of them. It's general. I think there's one character that gets three, but he has more health. Sure. Um, um, but uh, 
not only did they have a new set came out that introduced a bunch of new fighters mm-hmm. um and the cool part is each class of fighter has a different thing they deal with mm-hmm. so like there's a merchant which produces like gold silver and copper tokens uh. that you can then trade for resources yeah capitalism the ultimate war exactly uh there's like ninja there's uh mercenary mm-hmm. there's all sorts of new ones um but they announced not only did the new set release and it sold out relatively quickly um but the first two sets that they released a couple i think they started either last year or the year before Mm -hmm. they announced that they were making unlimited versions of those sets so those two sets sold out relatively quickly and so it was hard to get Mm -hmm. and so they announced recently that they'll be reprinting them as unlimiteds the only difference between the unlimited and normal version is they have something called cold foils cold foiling is a technique uh so normally you use heat to put Mm -hmm. the foiling on a card and you put it on the whole card and then print the card on top of it. Right. Cold foiling is it puts foil only on certain parts of the card and it looks far more metallic. Okay. It looks almost like metal. And so cold foils are almost like the expeditions sure. or like the masterpieces right. of uh, flesh and blood. But they announced that cold foils will not be in the unlimited versions because they wanted to, them to be like first edition sure. special things, which I thought was a fine move. Yeah. But they said the cards will still be in it, just not as cold foils. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, it, it seems very... It's a little bit like how when uh, Pokemon used to do reprint sets, mm-hmm. all the hollow, uh, a lot of the hollow cards just didn't have... Right. They were just normal. Yeah. And I'm like, that's totally fine. They seem to, they seem to have a really good grasp on how to attract the like collector the player and the the spike sure in different ways to not fuck it uh, the other ones over i i i would like to see how that plays out Mm -hmm. because to me i don't know if that's an actual solution if that makes sense what do you mean well i have a very low opinion of collectors sure um this is known Mm -hmm. about me uh, I think they like to complain mm-hmm. in general. And I don't know if that's a specifically magic collector's thing. Right. I think um, it's primarily a magic collector's thing. But that's also where all the money is. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's just that the money makes that happen. Probably. Um, it's entirely plausible to me. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, capitalism ruins something. Who knew? <laughs> Go figure. Uh, <laughs> shock and awe. But um, like... I don't know. It feels like they would find some means to complain about it. Oh, no. I, I'm sure people will. Especially, but... like, for for high power cards that weren't necessarily mm-hmm. foiled or desired in foil. Because you look at foil prices in Magic. Mm-hmm. If it's, a, like a like, a set that's currently, like, played, the foil doesn't cost that much more than the... And some people actually don't want the foil. I actively don't want them. because they magic foiling is notoriously bad. They're, I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. it. It makes things hard to read. Oh yeah. In general, I don't mm-hmm. like how it looks. I might do it for some things. If I have a really bad card in a deck, I want it in foil. Oh, you got to get a fucking foil, uh, uh, fucking mindless null. Get I in there. Need, get in there. I need unblinking bleb <laughs> to be foil. <laughs> Um, I have seven copies of Unblinking Blood. Oh my lord! It sucks. It's bad. It, well, it doesn't. It's not as bad as I thought it was. Because mm-hmm. like at the time, Scry wasn't that good, but Scry is a little bit better now. Um, just by we know how it works a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I know how it works a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
at the same time it's a morph scry it's pretty slow very slow expensive it's a i think a one three mm. when it unmorphs so it's like it's not even good <laughs> uh it sucks it's not even a hottie with a body it, it's an eyeball on a rock <laughs> hell yeah uh, Look at that bleb. It's called an unblinking bl- Anyway. But I think, like, I think that's going to cause collectors to get, and it it might just be magic mm-hmm. that does that. Because that's a big reason why they don't do huge reprints of very specific cards that are popular in metas. Mm-hmm. Because collectors will get fucking crappy about it because mm-hmm. they got crappy about it in the 90s when they redid because uh, they reprinted fourth edition in fourth edition and chronicles they reprinted basically everything as collector's edition or just unlimited oh no wait fourth edition was after unlimited fourth edition and there was a collect there was a because there was like the gold border one maybe it was unlimited that i'm thinking of mm-hmm. um where they just printed fucking everything mm-hmm. like all the all the good shit oh yeah and people were like, what the fuck? This isn't rare anymore. No, 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 no. And I'm like, yeah, because people... Your version is still rare, you idiot. And that I think now... I think now collectors are keen to that. I mean, it's been a thing in Yu-Gi-Oh! for a while. Like, for... Well, Yu-Gi-Oh! also came out in what? 2000. 99? 99, 2000. So mm-hmm. it had like... Five years of magic? 97? At least like five years of magic, yeah. Around there. Yeah. Um, To like, okay, so... Well, because like one of the things is like they've reprinted Blue Eyes White Dragon into the fucking ground. Yeah, but it was... Blue Eyes was also never really good. I mean, until they made an archetype out of it. Sure, but even then, it's still not very good. But a first edition Legend of Ze- a Legend Legend of Zelda, Legend of Blue Eyes, Blue Eyes. If you had a Legend of Zelda, Blue Eyes, White Dragon, <laughs> that's a hell of a first God edition. God damn, son! Like, that's still collectible and still worth money. Sure. Like, an Alpha Black Lotus is still an Alpha Black Lotus. I mean, that's fifty thousand dollars. Yes. Oh I no! Think. It might have been forty-five if they reprinted it more. But like forty five thousand, I mean. It, on top of that, there's a lot of those cards that they just wouldn't reprint. Sure, sure. Like you don't you don't reprint Black Lotus. <laughs> no, that that's that's a power nine. That's just absurdly broken. You, you just don't reprint it. Yeah, you don't um, reprint it because of gameplay wise. Right. That makes total sense. But like fucking, I don't know the dual lands. I'm of the opinion that like they could really stand to just. Th- I think. What they're doing with the new Zendikar box toppers, mm-hmm. putting lands that are deliberately not standard legal in greater circulation, because Zendikar is print to demand. Oh, cool. So they'll keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And they're box toppers, not buy a box yeah, promos. They're, they're guaranteed per box. Right. So like... Which, which after thinking about them, like, that is better than an expedition. Right. Where it's, it's a higher... I mean, it's a higher ratio. Expeditions were about one per few boxes. Right. It wasn't even guaranteed per box. Yeah. Um. This is, you get one. Mm-hmm. Now and you, you, you don't get two in a collector's box. You don't necessarily get a... Uh, but one you want. <laughs> a good one. Right. There's a couple ones in there that are like, oof. But then, you know, you have Wasteland. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Yeah. And, you know... Grove the, of the Burn Willows. The Fetchlands. Yeah. I mean, the Fetchlands are the big ones. Um, And like, okay, fine. The enemy Fetchlands, mainly. Um, Yeah, but the... The Ally ones are still 25, 30 bucks a piece. 
I believe those are less. I think those are like 15. The allies? Yeah. Okay. But, I, I Like they were surprisingly lower than I thought they were, but the enemy ones, yeah, are still... 25, 30. Yeah, at least. I think... Um, I think one of them was close to 50, 60. And I believe that's the is it one. Uh, Scalding Tarn? Yeah. That makes sense. Because um, is it is just... Uh, oh no maybe it's maybe it's blue? simic it's Simic's... not breeding pool no that's the dual that's land. the shock land yeah i'm i don't care um poopy poopy butts poopy land poopy land is the name you got it farting bubble drome farting bubble drome is yep. my uh porn name <laughs> it is not don't look uh, that up please don't please don't you will find uh, nothing at, at all. And like the the thing I have to constantly uh, again, we're talking about magic. I'm sorry. The thing I have to constantly remind myself about magic mm-hmm. is because there was that the the I would say the past couple years, uh, where people are like things are going to shit in terms of mm-hmm. balance, and in terms of all this stuff, and like not getting reprints and things like that. But we're three years delayed from yeah. the change absolutely and i feel like we're starting to feel that that uh yeah. feedback finally hitting because absolutely. they develop three years in advance and a lot of the balance issues i think for the past couple of years i mentioned this off mic a mm-hmm. while back but um very clearly they had designed a number of sets with the the previous rotation in mind. Yeah, one one set comes in, one set goes out. Mm-hmm. Is how it was supposed to be when they went to the three and one model. Yes. Um, and then you know the core set stays in until the next core set, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they changed it so that you only get one rotation a year, mm-hmm. which means sets are in standard for two years. Yes. Uh, which explains a little bit how stuff like growth cycle, spiral. growth spiral, growth spiral, and uro ended up in the same standard. Because mm-hmm. like it doesn't for for that long. Mm-hmm. Yes, because obviously it was reprinted in M twenty uh, as well. But like M twenty one was like very shortly after Theros, mm-hmm. so you wouldn't have it for very long in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like yeah, was Uro from Theros? Yeah, Uro's okay. from Theros. He is a Titan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. So like that tracks. I I think that that's kind of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing a lot more like concentrated removal happening. And especially with the previews from Zendikar, I'm like, Oh, Oh, what's that? And like, Oh, this seems to be exactly re- responding to this problem card. Right. Oh, okay. They did see it coming. Yeah. They just wanted people to play with their toys a little bit before the, mm-hmm. the next thing came out. Um, which I respect. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, well, and like things like set boosters, where I'm like, oh, that's actually a market research thing. All right, yeah, cool. That ma- that that appeals greatly to me. Yeah, set boosters seem really cool, especially if the especially if the box is a little bit cheaper overall. I think it'll be about the same price. Well, because it, it's fewer cards and fewer packs. Because mm-hmm. you only get thirty packs in it. Yeah, I thought. Okay. Uh, I think. Yeah. Let me uh, continue. Um, but like. Oh, are you all right? Yeah, I just had a oh alarm. Um, okay, what was okay. it? Uh, set boo stars. Yeah, hit me. Uh, fourteen objects, twelve of which are magic cards. 
blah blah blue blue. Yeah, one one is a token. You get one an is art a, card. An art card, yeah. You get a land. Yep. You get connected commons and uncommons. Mm-hmm. Then the what what confused me by reading that? Uh-huh. Uh huh. The connected commons do not have to relate to the connected uncommons. Oh really? But the commons will relate to one another, and the uncommons will relate to one another. Got it. Um, which kind of weirds me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little odd, but. But at the same time, like, okay, well, at least the uncommon, like, fine. Uh-huh. That still makes it easier to build something out of it. Yeah. Uh, the head turner slot, which is a common or uncommon that's either a showcase card or a card that is a cool element of the set. Yep. Uh, the wild card rarity slot, mm-hmm. uh, which is two cards. Yep. Um, they can be anything. Yep. Can be anywhere from common common to rare rare. Um. I believe that one can't be So mythic. that means in one of every four packs, you will get an extra rare or mythic rare in the set booster. Oh, it can be a mythic. Okay. Um, yeah, surprisingly. Uh, then the rare mythic slot. Mm-hmm. Then the foil slot. Mm-hmm. Which can be any. Yep. Any rarity. And then the token slash add card. Uh, but the token and add card has a, I believe, 15% chance? 25% chance that it's a card from the list. The list. So one, one in every four. I know you guys come to this... Uh, podcast for magic the gathering news. welcome to 69 cent popper um oh, oh, oh this okay i think these packs are technically worse for popper yeah i think it's you get less comments but you do get more related comments yes so uh let's see so a set booster box yeah i need to know how many give it to me i thought it was 30 uh and a regular one has come on tell me how many does a regular one have? 81 different art cards. Woo! Yep. In Zendikar. Um, yep, 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 yep. You don't care. G- give me give me the numbers. Give me them numbies. So uh, one in every four booster contains two rares. Yes, you told me that. <laughs> one in every 50,000 boosters contains five rares. Oh, jeez. Um, That's the nut. Blah, 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 blah. Set booster box. You get 30 boosters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you have, you have I fewer... think you'll you'll on average get the same number of rares as a booster box. Sure, but I mean, I don't care necessarily about number of rares. Right. Because if I wanted to flip, uh huh, cards, sure. I would buy draft. Yeah, exactly. Because like, it's a more stable ratio of well, cards. And also, you ha- I believe draft boosters have a very slightly higher chance of having mythics in them now. I don't know. I I believe that was a thing. Got it. Um. But. Like, it, yeah, you get, it's more stable. They sell for about a dollar higher than draft boosters, the set boosters. Okay. Five I mean, bucks. The, because of all the collation that goes into it, mm-hmm. I understand that, like, there's higher printing right. requirements there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm fine with that. And they said on average a dollar, so it'll hover just a bit higher than a standard booster. Sure. And especially for this particular one, because mm-hmm. it's, they're new. Mm-hmm. You know, people, people yeah. go nuts. Yeah. But, um. What I was getting at is that I like when they, I like the idea that they're doing with the box toppers. Yes. To reprint needed reprints in a way that keeps them technically still pretty rare, but still putting them into the environment without introducing them to standard. Yeah. That's a good point. You know, because if they introduce them to standard, it also automatically goes into Pioneer. So does that mean Strixhaven is going to be a Harry Potter set? Yes. (laughs) Hell yeah. Uh, It is. That's definitely, I'm excited for Kaldheim. Kaldheim. Hell yeah, dude. Start Uh, it next year. Yeah, oh, right around my birthday, baby. Oh, baby, let's get some Vikings. Uh, let's get some Vikings. Uh, 
So back back to the uh, topic sorry, at hand. Sorry. What were your uh, overall experiences with this Breen Ween Breeny Weeny? Halloween for me harrowing. Is that, is that the word you're going to Harrowing, yeah. Yeah. Um, it Torturous? It was a roller coaster. That's true. I, we've never... We got to the soaring highs of fateful findings, and then the terrifying lows... And the taint-stabbing lows... Of uh, pass-through. Yep. And then the... Uh, of... <laughs> of Twisted Pear. <laughs> and we completely ignored... I am here now. <laughs> well, I am here now was the was the climb to. It's the climb. You know, you have to hit the. Yeah, it's it's the the lift the, hill. The, the the clicky part of the roller coaster. The lift hill, yes. Uh, where you're like, oh, things are gonna get good. It's called a lift hill. A lift hill. There you go. A uh, faith hill. A faith hill. Uh, a country <laughs> artist faith hill. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> It kind of is also a faith hill because you're true. like, oh fuck! <laughs> Hope this roller coaster was constructed properly. Oh God! <laughs> oh, oh no! Um, uh, yeah, I think the overall experience because we, you're right, we have never done this kind of thing, you and I before. Sober, sober. Yeah, <laughs> but but also we've never sat down and watched all, f- and we've never sat down for the purpose of analyzing them. Yeah, no, because there's a lot to pick through mm-hmm. one can argue we haven't analyzed them at all but hey we definitely didn't analyze this one very much no um but then again like he's trying to make an action movie here right mm-hmm. and he fails miserably but not miserably no i don't think i was ever excited by the action <laughs> i mean that's why i said that but it it was fun to watch it had things moving quickly like <laughs> therefore it's the bare minimum well in that it was fun to watch. It was... That's true. It's a, it's a failure of an action movie. It's not a failure of a movie. It's not a failure of entertainment. Yeah. Right. It, that's the thing I think we can take away yes. from Halloween is that he's very good at just barely missing his mark. It's, it's the whole... You will still find the movie fun even though it completely and utterly misses the mark that it was intended to hit. Yes. Yeah. He, he shot for the moon... And hit Venus. North Carolina. <laughs> oh, okay. We went different directions on that one. Yeah. He did hit North oh, I was going to say he was going to try and nuke the moon, but he ended up nuking Florida. So sort of uh, win-win. Watch. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if, if Neil Breen accidentally nuked Florida, would that set off our retaliation missiles? Oh, probably. Wouldn't be worth it in that case, would it? No, no. Sir, um, and also the ecological devastation. What, what, what if, uh, what if he just like accidentally like Bugs Bunny sawed it off? That would be fine. Yeah, and just sunk. I don't know. Again, ecological uh, devastation. Sure. Um, that would be bad. Lots of new plants underwater. W- well, the gators. Lots of old the, the herons. Yeah, I, I'm more concerned about the animals than the old people. Oh, very true. The Florida Keys and such. Uh, the Florida Everglades. <laughs> That was a Dexter's See, Lab reference. Nice, nicely done. Um, what what was your experience with? I um, Halloween. I saw all of these movies in a new light. I think so. Yeah, and like they're all just as fun to watch, even mm-hmm. when trying to like think about the movie. Yeah, um, they're still just as entertaining, and uh, I think that means they really genuinely hold up as bad movies because. Like there, like I can imagine there are bad movies out there that the minute you try to 
like sort of i don't want to say sincerely go into them with an analytical mind i mean that they just sort of get far worse we've kind of run into one already which would be the birdemic very true as soon as you try to actually think about the movie you just get frustrated it it's it gets bogged down in itself yes whereas neil dangles just enough of a worm but also he's obsessed with like over explaining he over explains nothing right it's so baffling it's incredible there's nothing behind it but he's explaining it as if everything is there and i'm like yeah hell yeah yeah it's like you like whereas with birdemic you're like i want to follow the breadcrumbs and there are no breadcrumbs there there are two breadcrumbs and they lead immediately to a bird yes where the brain movies you are in a breadcrumb factory and they all lead out of the door (laughs) when you're like wait where'd they go (laughs) but like it leads you to a different breadcrumb factory and you're like oh yeah and you're like where am i you're in an endless maze of breadcrumbs Mm. um so where where would you put this one on the on the breen scale that's a good question um because we know fateful findings fateful findings top i would put this second this one second then i am here now Mm -hmm. and then pass through granted they all have their shining moments they do I just think pass through is, and this this by no means means it's not entertaining. Is the least entertaining. I think so. I'll agree um, with that. It it's the hardest one to follow, even from a cursory standpoint. Yes. Whereas like this, I mean, Fateful Findings is by far the easiest to follow. It has mostly a linear plot. Mm-hmm. Um, this one has close to a linear plot. It's just baffling in terms of what the hell is going on. I think partially. That was for this film because he plays two characters. He plays two characters and he's toying with subjects that he has no knowledge of. Yeah. At least with like national and international secrets. Mm -hmm. He kind of understands that like, oh, okay. Politicians want to ruin solar power because it makes them more money Mm -hmm. to do that. It's still surface level, but at least it hits the subject. Okay. I understand this. Mm -hmm. This is like programmable virtual reality hand with hollow ball like what the fuck are you talking about yeah it's it's, it's like a he this movie is like when you're at a family function and your uncle like hasn't had enough drinks to be racist but he's <laughs> had enough to be like a little bit conspiracy theory oh boy and you're like uh-huh yeah tell mm-hmm, tell me more about the moon landing <laughs> yeah uh wow yeah kubrick really that's fascinating. Nice. Oh, dude, I got into a rabbit hole the other day. Oh no. Uh, I'm I'm kind of fascinated by conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Um, just by like how they are created and what yeah. causes them. Yeah. We're we're programmed as animals to find from, from an anthropological point of view. Right. Yeah. And a sociological point of view. Right. Yes. Um, we're we're apes that see patterns. Mm-hmm. That's our big thing. You know. So when we see a thing that doesn't appear to have a coherent narrative or something that could be a part of a pattern we jam that pattern in Mm -hmm. and i was looking into a lot of like the kennedy assassination stuff because that's the that's the er (laughs) that's the mm, that's that granddaddy (laughs) grandpappy uh and (laughs) my dude yeah (laughs) are there some wild ones there (laughs) worse there were some actual there was some actual evidence of conspiracy oh 
like that the government found in itself. <laughs> like, and I'm like, what the fuck? Oops. But then they were like, yeah, but they were too stupid and they didn't do it. <laughs> and I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. It's so good. And like, you, if you, I only like glanced through Wikipedia. So like, mm. I didn't go that deep. Right. But <laughs> you, the way the Wikipedia is structured is like, it talks about all the theories and then it's like, and then these four uh, experts say that that's stupid. Because... <laughs> <laughs> There would be like one where like, oh, it's not Kennedy's brain that they have on like like file, like Kennedy's brain Mm -hmm. bits. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, (laughs) and then they were like, and then several DNA tests proved that it was in fact John (laughs) Kennedy's brain. Yeah. Um, And I'm like, why do you guys still have that? (laughs) Yeah. His brain? That seems weird. Yeah. To still have. That's weirder than the knowing whose brain it is part. You still have it. Well, I mean, because... It matters. Mm-hmm. It brain matters. Oh, nice. Uh, because, you know, he got assassinated. But, like, I don't know. Seems like it should have rotted by now. Yeah, he got in what? Well, like I mean, they weren't jar of that, that recent. It's like the 90s, but, mm-hmm. you know. 90s? When they did the testing. Oh, sorry. I'm not like, when he, he got... Was, yeah, that was... Not when he got assassinated. That was the 60s, my friend. Yeah, I'm like, that was a bit ago. It was a little bit before the 90s. Yeah, just a few years. <laughs> like... 30? <laughs> uh, I think NSYNC were just being formulated your, in the lab. What's your favorite... <laughs> now that's a conspiracy theory. Bye, bye, bye. What's... No strings attached. It was about nuclear holocaust. <gasps> they were trying to warn us the whole time. They are puppets of the government. But then they got loose. Backstreet's back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite conspiracy theory? Um, That's a good question. I, I try not to sort of pay attention to them at all Mm -hmm. um especially since most of them can be boiled down to it's about jews yeah and i'm just like that's not cool um because lizard people would be my favorite if it wasn't about jews very true yeah if it were actually about like no they're like lizard people i'm like they're like aliens you're just just D &D enthusiasts i'm like yeah hell yeah Um, i'm in on that god there are probably some that i'd get a kick out of i just can't think of them right now oh i'm gonna I'm tempted to start my like a, a side thing. Yeah. Where I just I go deep. You go deep. I kinda wanna I kinda wanna do a side thing where I like explain to somebody a fucking conspiracy theory mm-hmm. and I have them like poke holes in it as I'm talking about it. Oh hell yeah. That'd be cool. That would be dope. That'd be fun. That'd if be you fun. wanted to listen to that, send us an email at youjerks at sixty nine centspecial dot com. Also, we're really sorry that this is a long fucker. But it's the finale of Halloween. Oh yeah, I agree with your your order, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh that's that's a perfect order, I think. Um, not not watch order. No, 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 no. I think watch order is probably. I'm here now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would argue the only two to flip are twisted pair and pass through. I think so, because because uh, then you don't realize that pass through is what's playing on the 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 movie. Yeah, you're trashed. Yeah, and you're like, what the hell is that? Is that a thing? And you're like, no, that's not the sequel. That's the one you're watching next. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! There's the part where fucking pass through is just playing. Yeah, on a screen. Like, what does that mean? What does it mean? So, okay, and it's baffling to me. It's such an out of place scene because, like, I understand he needed something to go on the screen. Yes, but he's already been using so much fucking stock footage. But also, why is the winged muse there? What is her purpose in the scene? What's her purpose in the scene? Why does she turn into diamonds? Why are they in someone's basement movie theater? 
with a with a and by basement i mean like a really nice like home movie theater yeah because this is definitely taking place in one of the desert states yes um where basements are not common right not unheard of but not common not common because the ground is like fucking solid mm-hmm. uh it's hard we, to dig through and we also no, we got no water and also potentially uh ironically very fragile because mm-hmm. you could uh you know rain just fucks it yeah. up Um, you don't you don't want a basement here yeah you really got it you got to really build those basements good you want a sky basement sky basement otherwise known as an attic yeah you (laughs) (laughs) it's a conspiracy my god (laughs) basements were big basement (gasps) oh big basements trying to get you to buy uh i love when a conspiracy theory is like oh but you know big pork (laughs) is in on it (laughs) big pork that's my porn name (laughs) yeah (laughs) It is. Uh, uh-huh. It is. It's because uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, link a, a thing about that uh one of my favorite YouTubers, Philosophy Tube. Ah, cool. Just did about uh our our crazy opinions on experts. Mm. Um, because uh we both put too much stock in experts and not enough. Yeah. You know, it's a weird dichotomy. Because especially when they're saying things that we agree with. Mm-hmm. We're like 100% that guy. But some people who are saying things that we agree with aren't qualified. Mm-hmm. So we had Well, be, they're not experts, yeah. Well, well they appear mm-hmm. to be experts, right? Because they're photogenic. Michio Kaku. Um, oh. Hot take. You got hot takes about Michio Kaku? Michio Ka- He's a futurist. I don't really... You don't like futurism? I, I think futurism is fine. I think that sort of optimism or that sort of looking forward is totally cool. Mm-hmm. I just think Michio Kaku can be a bit sensationalist. Okay. Uh, to the point where it's like... Do you think that's his job? Probably. He seems more like a marketing guy than Well, because, because, you know... And, like, I, we're I haven't kind looked of a, into his credentials too much, but... We're in kind of a pessimistic era. Oh, 100%. You know? So it might be good to have somebody, like, building up the future a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, but at the same time, I don't, I don't want the type of person who is... He seems very popular science, like the magazine, where it's like very speculative to the mm-hmm. point of almost going sci-fi. Okay. Um, because like if I'm looking at someone who has a PhD in some subject, like... I want them to know about what's going on now. Yeah, I, I'd appreciate like... I can get like someone with a PhD being able to more insightfully see what's coming down the mm-hmm. line, but not be like, we can have lightsabers tomorrow. And it's what, like... What, what if we could? I mean, if we could, then fucking take my money. Would you Would you get a lightsaber? I would get a lightsaber-based craft knife and start there. <laughs> I would get... I would start with the nunchucks. Ah. Uh, I think. Because if I'm going to cut my arm off, I want to be style. In the, you want to look like... You want it to I be the look, dopest YouTube video. I want to cauterize your entire arm off. I want to look really cool for like four seconds and then really stupid for the rest of my life. <laughs> Kevin, what happened to your arm? Dude, let me show you the video. <laughs> uh, would God. that get would that get demonetized? Oh yeah. Well, there's no blood, but it's incredibly violent. But there's no blood. I know. I know. There's no blood. I know. I mean, uh, clips from Star Wars where Anakin's killing a bunch of children are probably still on YouTube. Exactly. You think those wounds didn't get cauterized? Those wounds will never heal. 
Well, the, the, the soul wounds. <laughs> the soul still burns. Can I, can I close the episode out? You may close the episode by out. By fucking saying it is bullshit that he gets to be a force ghost. Uh, Hayden Christensen? Or just Anakin, Anakin in general? Because like, oh yeah, you, rede- you quote unquote redeemed yourself by killing the emperor. Yeah, oh good for you. You killed a bunch of kids. Yeah, you did one good thing. That doesn't undo the, all a, the bad things. You were a goddamn monster. Yeah. It's like, oh man. Uh, Hitler got redeemed by killing Hitler. <laughs> I'm not ready for this. Kuz's biological mutant warfare plan must be stopped. I've hacked into just about all the information I need. You're gone. No more books.